0: Welcome to Adventist Voices, Spectrum's podcast. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and this week I have a special conversation with the actress and filmmaker Bryce Dallas Howard, the daughter of Ron Howard, and that's important here because her documentary that's going to be out on Apple Plus streaming is about Dads. It features, of course, her famous father. You may remember him from the Andy Griffith show uh, and many of the projects that he's produced, uh, films, and uh, television entertainment. But it also features her brother Reed and his own journey as a new father. Uh, in addition to that, it f- uh, features fathers, a handful of fathers from around the world and um, in America, and a bunch of really great comedians. Uh, and actors, folks like Patton Oswalt, Jimmy Kimmel, Conan O'Brien, Neil Patrick Harris, and Will Smith, talking about being a father, um, the good and the bad, the tough and the very real. That's something I really enjoyed about this documentary and my conversation with uh, the filmmaker, because she is very interested in how we can rethink fatherhood or come to a better understanding of what it means. And she makes a really great point about the fact that we don't really have a a rite of passage for fathers like we do for mothers. Um, And I'd love to get your thoughts on this interview, some of the great points that she makes, and um, if you get a chance to watch the film, your reflections on that as well as your own reflections on uh, being a parent, a child, uh, a grandparent. And uh, thinking about uh, perhaps uh, what it means to rethink uh, the patriarchy. Yes, I
1: knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move, with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely.
0: I'll never forget it. Hi. Hi. Thanks for doing this great film.
1: Oh, thank you. That's so lovely. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you mind just talking about uh, what surprised you the most as you went from the interviews to assembling the film and and reflecting back on the whole process?
1: Yeah. I mean, there were a couple of things that we sort of, I mean, stuff I never thought about before um, or been aware of. I mean, the, the, the biggest one was, might seem sort of obvious, but I, I, there, there's no rite of passage for a man when he becomes a father. Hmm. But there's actually no cultural rite of passage. There's a baby shower for women. You know, there are like mom groups and all that kind of stuff, but there's there's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that's better. a great point. I mean, it's, and that to me was such a kind of um just a, just really represented the big issue, which is that there is this this, this absence of acknowledgement of the of the fathering. That is happening in our society, and has been happening, and the great bothering, and um, we're like not even acknowledging that bothering to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and that's so bizarre, and and really undermining. And um, I realized when I was when I was filming um, that there's the specific day, which was my sister-in-law's baby shower. And, um, my brother and dad, I knew that they were around, but I didn't really know where they were. And I was just filming with a, you know, with a camera and it, yeah. it was just me. And, um, and I was like, at one point I was like, where's my dad and my brother? And I, and so meanwhile, like upstairs, there's like, there's like 30 screaming women, you know, like all, <laughs> all gathered, all playing games and opening gifts and, Giving unsolicited advice and saying I'm there for you, and cry and all that kind of stuff. And I go downstairs and in the basement <laughs> is my brother and my dad. And my brother is is just as much a parent. Yeah. And so I started filming them, and you see, you see, kind of my conversation with them in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was that was the day when we realized that there was no right of passage and that maybe this, this movie, at least for my brother in the process of doing this movie could be a rite of passage of sorts, could be the thousand page manual. Yeah. <laughs> the picture, picture of TV that you don't have for kids that Will Smith spoke
0: of. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Great. A, a call for a new ritual. I love it. Um, yeah. One of the things that, Caught my attention is kind of connected to that is how often the dads talk about it uh, a child re, suddenly reorienting themselves away from their own ego to another in a in a pretty radical way. Do you mind talking a little bit about that theme in the film? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that's really. Conan O'Brien says it really well where he, he said, you know, it's like when your kid is born, you realize that it's not about you anymore. Like it's about, in his case, his daughter, it's about her. It's not about me, it's about her. Yeah. And I think that's the shift that all parents experience. Um, a common thing that, that people say is that having a child is like having your heart outside of your body. Um, and it's the same for, for fathers and mothers um, and, you know, just parents in general. And I, I think that this, it, it, it does kind of connect to the, the lack of acknowledgement that life is going to change so dramatically for fathers because it's that's something that, that um, mothers are so, um, I mean, we're groomed, groomed yeah. to be caregivers, to prioritize another. Like when when we're eighteen months old, we're like, "Oh, here's your little baby. Take care of we you. your little baby." You know, like, <laughs> you're like carrying around like a like a like a metaphorical child um, <laughs> since you're a baby yourself, and and so it's just this it's just this thing of 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 you know what, we're not preparing our boys in the same way that we're you know, preparing our girls and so what is really like, what is the what's the impact of that? And you would think that the impact of that is that boys aren't or you know, that boys become men aren't bothering and, and girls who become women are mothering and actually that's just not the reality. The reality is the majority of men absolutely showing up, being present, being engaged, you know, trying hard and you know, if they fail, they try again, and and yet that shouldn't be the case, given the way in which boys are programmed.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: and so there is a natural desire to father, to parent, to be involved. That that um, men are following rather than succumbing to the um, to the the, the stigma that, that around caregiving. Father's caregiving, that that we
0: just constantly see. Absolutely. You know, I found the film causing me to go through a range of emotions, of course, and it was such a gentle portrait of, of, you know, the specific fathers that you focus on. Um, And yet, it was such a radical message, almost like a kind of a post-patriarchal fatherhood that gets um, yeah. envisioned in a way uh, for folks. And and it offers people who are looking for models some incredible um, options.
1: Oh, thank you. That, I mean, that's like absolutely the dream. And I think it's, it's just like you're saying with the model, it's really hard to become something that you've never seen and you don't know it's fit. Yeah. And, my kids growing up, for a period of time, we lived in a house with a neighbor across the street who had kids the same exact age as our kids, and uh, mom and his dad, and the mom worked, and the dad was a stay-at-home dad, and he was actually homeschooling the kids. And so every day after school, my kids would go and run over there and, and play with them, and Jay was just awesome. He was <laughs> like really, 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 really just just showed them an amazing time, and they go surfing and skateboarding and just. All of that, and um, and when my son was seven, he said to me, "He goes, I know, I know what I want to be when I grow up." And I was like, because he's pretty quiet he doesn't volunteer that kind of stuff regularly. And um, and he said, "I want to be a stay-at-home dad." Wow! And first of all, my first thought was that makes so much sense. Just <laughs> knowing my son, that makes so much sense. He's like the one who like is rushing to the animals in the room and the children in the room, and like you know, nice. He's thirteen. I'm like you could ch- you could trust him with a newborn. Like, he's <laughs> incredible, and 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 then my second thought was, oh my god, if we didn't live across the street from a family where there was a stay at home father, my son never would have realized had this realization. Sure. Or perhaps not never, but not at seven years old. And and so it's just it's it, this is the world we are living in, and and we are we are here, and yet it's, we're kind of like socially and culturally, and in our imaginations, we're like a few generations ago. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just not. It's 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 like all all those profiles were of those guys were just it was just depicting their reality, and there were so many fathers. It was so difficult to narrow it down to the families though that. Was dead we did because there's countless, countless stories. It's just absolutely heroic individuals that I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is how does this human being exist? And it's again and again and again. And that's, that's what it added.
0: Oh yeah. The, the portraits, I mean, Robert Shelby was just incredible and they're all amazing. Uh, I just found each of them really, uh, I think pulled out different aspects of fatherhood, Uh, and what I loved in part was the realness about the physicality of being a father, the grossness. Um, Of course, mothers experience that as well, but I really liked the dad's reaction videos, the stories that were told Jimmy Kimmel. uh, I don't want to give away uh, his anecdote about that, but it's incredibly disgusting and yet so um, real to life. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you like how you um, shaped that, and and did you give a lot of um, y- you know a thought to how you would portray um, kind of everyday life, not just the heroic stuff? We
1: kind of used the, uh, the editor Andrew, a gentleman named Andrew Morelli, um awesome guy, father of three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we tried out a lot of different stuff, honestly. and something that we kept going back to actually was the hero's journey.
0: Oh, great.
1: And kind of like, okay, this is, this is about a hero on a journey and sort of like becoming that hero and the things that they come up against. Yeah. Um, and uh, and in, in terms of the actual profiles of the dad, it was always really organic. Um, like you just, you, 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 you cut based on the material that you have at first and you know, they all had such, um, just, just powerful stories, stories that, you know, really resonated. And so, and so that was, that was a lucky thing we, in, in that we didn't need to like necessarily try to like figure, figure out a story that didn't exist. Um, like say reality television or whatever, <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah. but uh, not 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 swooping on that at all because I love reality television. Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: um, but uh but I think I think what when we were figuring out the overall arc, using in particular um, the comedian dad as our Greek chorus. Cons- because stand-up comedians are modern-day philosophers.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, and
1: so they were essential. And then using also the um, kind of like the the Howard story, <laughs> yeah. like, like through line um, with my brother becoming like his before and after, we knew we knew that that was, was something that was going to be kind of helpful and help to kind of like around the structure of the movie and so what we did was we just decided to work from birth through um, through your kids becoming adults and and so if you you know it's not explicitly stated but it starts with my birth yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird say <laughs> out loud oh my gosh oh my gosh like like this is like egomaniac <laughs> material um but uh but territory. <laughs> um, there's but ego death as really we go hard. along. <laughs> 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 so it starts there and then we kinda went through all right, there's like there's, you know, kids and like the becoming a father and, and and the dads are just sort of like talking us through those beginning stages and then sometimes things go wrong and then you have to go back to work sometimes and this is what you face. And then they get older, and you deal with these kinds of challenges. And and then they're grown, you know, and you might be a grandfather. And I always ended every interview asking them what kind of a grandfather they wanted to be. Great. Um, and so it does, and, and, you know, and it ends with my grandfather as well. So kind of that's sort of the structure that we landed on over a long period of time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I love the the interaction that you have with your brother uh, and family. This uh, this this um, kind of relationship, thinking about fatherhood, but also your own identity, um, is mirrored briefly an anecdote from my own life because I have a eleven and a half year old younger brother, and uh, you got to watch videos of your birth. Um, my parents. I think unwisely brought us in and watched our youngest brother being born. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was a home birth. That's, yes, I'm uh, And uh I, I wondered
1: about that. How was that? Was that intense? Was you that know, crazy?
0: You know, I was 11 and a half years old and I, you know, I it I, when I think about it, I I just remember it being this like important moment in our family's life. Um, it wasn't, you know, it was kind of, I'm sure I, you know, I wish I had journaled or, you know, recorded my own interpretation of what was happening, but I, I liked in your film, how you're looking back on that experience through video and, and, you know, obviously your brother <laughs> has his own reservations. Uh, um, I, I, can, do you mind just talking a little bit about, you know, you know, interacting with family, reflecting on, you know, not uh, only other folks' fatherhood, but kind of a realization that you had about your own family and what fatherhood means?
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I think that that definitely what I, in terms of, in terms of my family, and what I really took away from this movie. Was the, the power and the gift of, um, that is the legacy of, of committed presence parenting. Mm, yeah. And I mean, it, it was, I had, I'm the oldest and my brother is the youngest. And so I had heard my dad say before that his biggest fear was that he would never be as good a father as his own father. Like I had heard him say that. And I was shocked when I mentioned it to my brother and my brother had never heard him say that and then shared, he was like, "Did you didn't really say that? And I was like, yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> and, and he was like, oh my gosh, like this, that's what I've been afraid of. Like mm. I, I've been afraid of not being able to be as good a father as my own father. And to have three generations of men uh, just consistently showing up in a way where they're just aspiring to be the the. Best fathers possible, um, no matter what. Is I mean, it amounts in right now. Aspen is a year old, and she's a super happy, very <laughs> empowered little girl. And and the way in which like, the impact of that generation to generation is massive. My family has. I have been. We have been wildly wildly fortunate in a zillion different ways. you might look at my family and say, oh wow like the success like how like lucky with the success or how fortunate with the success like career success or whatever sure the truth is that that is absolutely secondary to to the incredible win that is this legacy of like that the priority at all times is how to be an engaged present parent. Beautiful. And like, I we could be in any career, any industry, anything. And and things would be would be like this because because of that commitment. You know, my grandfather was the son of a of a hog farmer, you know, and it's like who happened to go with my grandmother and decide, like, okay, we're going to do this crazy thing and try to enter the entertainment industry. But, like, no matter what, they would have been, like, the parents that they were. No matter what, my dad would have been the parents that he was. No matter what, my brother would be the way that he was because of the way that they were parented. So, it adds up.
0: Yeah. Two quick questions then to, to wrap up. I've really enjoyed talking with you. One is, why? how does that happen? You know, it's not just um, the Howards that deal with both the kind of pr- public um, duties and obligations and pressures uh, versus the private cultivation of a healthy, nurturing family. Uh, you know, everyone does in some way. What's a a lesson that you take? What makes that public and private um, tension work uh, for some families?
1: Well, you know, I think that, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's it's more and more um, celebrities are living lives or the experience of their life is, is similar to what everyone experiences now, in that everyone has, you know, not everyone, but, like, the majority of people have a social media presence. They feel the need to keep up with, with you know, a kind of a public image, whether it's for their professional life or whatnot. But like there is that added pressure and that sort of, like, feeling a, a, a pressure to share about your family. Mm-hmm. And so I've really seen that where I'm like, oh, wow, like people, people are really feeling that. And so it's like, you know, um, celebrities are certainly not alone in that anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think, I think that the most stress and anxiety comes from when your public persona is incongruent with your private persona. And that's stressful because there's like a performance happening,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, sure. and,
1: and, um, and it's, it's not real and you're pretending. And, um, and I think that what I, what I saw modeled for me was just like, there was no difference at all in what my dad's public persona was with his private of persona like not one tiny bit and what you see is what you get and he works on himself and he tries to grow and he's curious and he is someone who's really emboldened all of his kids to constantly tell him what they think (laughs) 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 and not. and so yes exactly and so it's it's A situation where, where I, I think I've just, yeah, I've just seen, I've just seen what it takes to be a good parent, I
0: think. Yeah. And
1: and in terms of the private public thing, it's just about like, you're like, yeah, you can't, you can't, like, if your home life is not, if you're pretending that your home life is a certain way, then you really need to look at why you're pretending, who you're pretending for, and, and if you're pretending to yourself. And um, and so, you know, it's like that it's about accountability a little
0: bit. Yeah, such an, I, you know, authenticity. Um, children are there. They see both, and uh, they know what's really going on. And, and uh, I think authenticity is so important for kids to yeah. to create I mean, I stability. Well a
1: lot with, I really admired when I interviewed Will Smith, and I really admired the way he talked about that specifically, and you could so see that, oh my gosh, this is somebody who cares about his family more than anything, and has always felt that way. Incredible. And Yes, yeah. and and he didn't parent from a place of hubris. He he parented from a place of humility, and and therefore was constantly just just like being, you know, it, it, he didn't seem to be at all anything other than the Will Smith that I know and love and admire. And he talks about his kids in his private or in his public life, and he shows up for his kids in his private life. You know, and that's like, that's what we all aspire
0: to, I think. Absolutely. All right. Well, I have to let you go. But one quick question. I hate to rip off your documentary style, but complete this sentence, a father is.
1: (laughs) You know, it's it's perhaps not the most exciting um, answer, but in my mind, uh, a father is a caregiver. Mm. He's a caregiver. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't be a father. <laughs> he just be a man.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks so much for yeah. talking with me.
1: Uh, thank you, Alex. Thank you. I really appreciate it.